unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. First of all, what I want to do is I, I had a really interesting idea. Uh, Twitter probably could help with this. Um, hello, Jill S. Welcome. So for those who have been around a while, what's up, Mad Dog? You're, pl- you're, you're plenty familiar with our anti-Mariah uh, movement. Uh, I had a really interesting idea. What would happen if we started some sort of campaign where we started harassing all the radio stations in your local area to play this thing? Because a lot of morning shows are comedy-based and whatnot. Surely there's somebody out there who would like to play it. You know, you could tag your local radio station on Twitter, you know, give them a link to the song. I mean, it is on Spotify um, under the podcast or whatnot. So it's a possibility. It could be cool. So we could try that out. (laughs) You tried last year with the Burt Show. Harassment. That's what we need to do. Harassment. You know, I know we're an anti-harassment platform, but radio stations and we're trying to get our get the word out there so it's not that bad but anyway so let's jump into the headlines frustration mounts as customers want longer opening hours stores can't fill positions employees feel overworked nobody is winning um there was another article that was based around that i posted on twitter and i i, I feel no feelings whatsoever towards the poor customers I'm sorry, you can't shop 24 hours anymore. Too bad. Uh, Next headline, to trim costs ahead of a recession, retailers are hiring fewer holiday workers and driving burnout. Uh, I think we all knew that was coming. You know, it's that whole uh, controllable expense thing. And then this was beautiful. Uh, This was uh, in the news here recently. All they want for Christmas is to stop that Mariah Carey song. Retail workers are dashing through the store to the stockroom to hide from merry holiday tunes that just won't end. Well, if that's the disease, we have the cure. Uh, I had posted this on Twitter too. This is interesting. Uh, 70 North Carolina stores fined for price scanning errors, overcharging customers, officials say. And I also saw that this was pretty rampant in Ohio as well. Next headline, the 10 most stressful jobs in the U.S. Judges, retail managers, gynecologists rank among the top. I mean, look at that. Judges, I'm sure, is a pretty stressful job. But when they list retail managers second to that, I think that pretty much says all we need to know, right? Uh, A retail worker's guide to holiday shopping etiquette. That's definitely, definitely worth the read. 12 December Retail Employees Day. Retail industry across the world celebrates its workforce. Now, this was from an Indian publication. And uh, any of you guys out there that worked retail on December 12th, was there there any kind of uh, appreciation for y'all? I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Um, it, it, I was like, wow. And they did stuff like give out movie passes and, and, and like restaurant um, gift cards and things like that. It wasn't just a pizza party, but I mean, we, we as a country really suck as far as, you know, recognizing retail employees. Next headline, Australia's Apple store workers playing Christmas strike. That's going to be fun. SDA calls for respect across the retail industry. Now, here's something I want to kind of let you guys know. These first little bit of headlines right here, this is all foreign countries. Once again, showing how we lack not only in like healthcare, but how, you know, workers are treated. Um, Research, retail workers worry about taking time off sick due to financial worries. Yep. MP discusses mental health impact of working in retail at the House of Commons. Retail workers overworked and underappreciated amid industry-wide hour shortages. Uh, And this was another one. BRC, we need to stamp out shop worker abuse. Then another one. The retail labor shortage just isn't going away. And then we got some local stuff here again. 
five warnings to shoppers from ex-Dollar General employees. You might love dollar deals, but you still want to read about these red flags. Uh, this was another good one dealing with dollar stores. I'll hire you on the spot. Dollar Tree customer and manager get into a over slow line. Only one open register sparking debate. Almost every Dollar Tree is short staffed. Then more than one in five workers globally experience violence and harassment. And then this last one, I don't know how to say this. Uh, this actually came from TMZ. Very seldom do I see anything on there worth posting. But I guess it's a Jouland Club CFO racist tirade at staffers recorded. You little effing Mexican pieces of shit. Wow. That is, uh, that is something else right there. So let's look at the chat. Joey K, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Haven't seen you in a minute. Uh, let's see. Where's Maiden? Uh, Maiden comes and goes. Haven't seen her in a minute. I, I hear from her on Facebook. So, I mean, she's alive and well. Uh, hybrid says we had 30% off discount for a weekend, but it doesn't matter when you still can't afford anything. Mad dog says she made her freight supervisor cry today. Oh, and then hero says I got to be fussed at for all the inventory people being in the way and making it impossible to shop on the 12th. That tracks. So, yeah. So, real quick, let's get our sponsor out of the way. The Serving Times. As if customer service wasn't ridiculous enough. That's his latest article. Why the last week of the year is the best time to finally get those new glasses by guest contributor, The Optical Witch, who was on the show when we had the episode about lens crafters. Uh, there is the link right there to the serving times. We also have the link to this article posted in the description of the video, along with all the headlines that we just covered. So we kind of got like a question sandwich here. This is not the question of the week. Question of the week comes at the end, but due to the topic this evening, I actually last minute this morning posted a question on Twitter and here's how that went. And then I've got, like I said, Twitter on another screen so I can bring in some responses um, that I didn't have time to get on slides. So here we go. For tonight, name some examples of the most basic things in retail an associate should know that you find training is lacking severely. And this was cool because we got a pretty good bit of uh, engagement on this. And the answers were pretty cool. Um, from EA Gordon. Just pay attention to who's coming and going and observe what is taking place around you. Then Adria French. I'd like to point out the dastardly side of failure to train. We all know this, but for those in the back, when they leave you to figure things out on your own, then something goes wrong. They can blame on you, the hourly worker, instead of the management or the team leader. Yep. Uh, stunning Steve, how to use the intercom. That's a big one because, I mean, there's still people that I know now that have worked where I've worked for a while that say, well, well how do you page somebody? And they've been there a while. Um, Holly, hers was how to de-escalate a heated exchange. Blame tag chain chimed in, ramping off this. I remember a huge percentage of our duties at the theaters revolved around dealing with pissy customers, and I didn't receive any training on it until I hit management. Also, the training grossly contradicted the in-house training. Go figure, right? Then we got Grace and Kent. How to read social cues. How to greet guests authentically. How to assist them when they need help. How to know when to back off. How to talk about store promotions without sounding like, sounding like they're reading from scripts, even if they are. Then our good friend Proto-Rage. Can I get turning on a computer for $500, please? Then we had restaurant problems that your mental and emotional health comes first and is more important to take care of than poor management and absurd care and behavior. And then blame tag also said similar to Holly's dealing with stupid people, especially if you grow up on sarcasm in your life and pulp culture, Chandler Bing would get shot on his first day in retail, but dealing with people who are stupid or mistaken won't admit it's a special skill and then nightmares mail counting 
We rely too much on registers doing the totals for us. It's crazy how many people can't count back simple change when totals are entered wrong or the registers go down. And then Dharma Bum, how to spot a scam. Short change slash fake coupons slash fake price tags, slip and fall, misdirection, etc. And then customer service Larry was dealing with difficult customers. And then I also had at the last minute coming through, we had... The Ranty Bastard, how to differentiate a Google result page from the actual company website. That's a good one. We also had from Sassy Maggie, don't make them stressed out over shoplifting. Tell them to let them take what they want. No more of the customer service until they drop their loot. And then GM Reigns, how to get back to the actual phrase, the customer is always right in matters of taste rather than the shortened, bastardized version that has created this toxic customer culture we have now, because the customer is not always right. They're often abusive. So that's kind of what we got there. I thought that was really, really neat that we got the responses that we got. It was cool. So let's see what we got in the chat here. Mad Dog, like you have to speak to customers. Uh, Hero, this is something um, that that really kind of spawned to this. It was a discussion that we had a while back, and I'm really shocked nobody came up with this. How to read slash stock slash compare your barcodes to the store shelf tags. That is a huge one. That is like the most overlooked essential function and a lot of things in these retail establishments, whether it be you're putting go-backs away, whether you be stocking. And it's important because you can't picture stock because something might be in the wrong place. And a lot of places have, you know, these really weird um, pricing policies where if something's in the wrong spot and the price is wrong, you get it for free. So, you're, you know, you're costing the stores you know, um, income and mad dog says they can't count with the answer. <laughs> Joey says you talk to customers the way a cop talks to a drunk chick being pulled out of an alley and arrested. Fair, fair. So, you know, the training thing is, is important, uh, especially with, you know, what's going on now with the labor shortages and whatnot. But before we get into that, if you have not subscribed and you like this kind of content, please do so now. Uh, make sure you like the video. Make sure that you hit the notification bell because sometimes we go live on off days. Typically, it's Wednesdays, but sometimes there's Mondays and sometimes there's Fridays. So if you're so inclined, press the button. All right, so getting into the crux of tonight, obviously, is training. So there's not a lot of information out there, and some of this stuff's pretty dated, but you know, given my experience, I find it kind of accurate. So this is from Retail Dive and Retail Wire. Uh, the left side is Retail Dive. Obviously, the right side is Retail Wire. Uh, from Retail Drive, most retail employees receive no real training. Most retail employees say training does not make them more effective at their job or any more engaged, according to the new State of Workplace Training Survey from Exonify, which if any of you have dealt with Exonify, that sucks too. Just putting that out there. Of retail employee surveyed, 35% said training is very effective in helping them do their job well, and only 31% said that training makes you them feel extremely engaged, the study found. <clears throat> The study also found that 32% of retail employees said they don't receive any formal training higher than any other industry surveyed. Shocker. Once again, that's coming from Exonify. Uh, only 22% receive online training and a mere 11% only receive classroom training. And then from Retail Wire, retailers falling short at training frontline workers. 31% of all frontline retail employees say they do not receive any formal workplace training. For those receiving training, as many as 27% say it isn't effective because it is too boring and not engaging enough. Perhaps one of the biggest problems within organizations trying to keep their employees is that they simply don't think ahead. 
Only 41% of frontline workers across industry say their organization offers additional training designed to develop skills for the future, while 76% want such additional training. Retail employees rate their training as 55% effective, a shade below the 58% of manufacturing employees who did the same. Retailers rank well behind two industries in training effectiveness professional sales, which is 70%, and finance and insurance, which is 67%. Historically speaking, retailers have lagged in terms of their applications of new technologies, new processes, and things that are going to help them be much more competitive. Fortunately, I think it's changing. They're being dragged, whether they like it or not, into the present day in the modern world, both because of globally competitive factors and also the changing demographic of their customers and their workforce. Now, what you're about to see next is from retail wire comments uh and you know similar to like facebook where if you follow somebody a lot you get like that little diamond badge that says like you know super fan or whatever it is well on a retail wire they're referred to as the brain trust which is hilarious in itself so let's take a look at what the professionals have to say the first one is Jeff Weedauer, president of SSR Retail LLC. Now, mind you, this is old. It's three years ago, but a lot of this stuff is still the same. Retailers have looked at employees in general as a necessary, expensive evil. The promise of technology as a reliable replacement has made them throw money at anything if it offers the possibility of reducing headcount. Until this cost-driven perspective changes and training is viewed as an investment in customer sales and loyalty, the status quo will not improve. Improving the effectiveness of training will require three basic steps. One, change the corporate mindset about employee value and training. Two, use successful training programs. Three, make the investment not just on day one, but repeatedly over time. Ken Morris, managing partner at Cambridge Retail Advisors. The turnover on the retail sales floor is over 100%. Training is, in many cases, almost non-existent. Training should be monitored and as a service. The monitoring should be exception-based, where training opportunities are identified via pattern matching, where the expectation is matched against control group to identify anomalies and course. Correct. Two companies come to mind that have worked that provide these services, and those are Dash Thompson and Blue Day. Uh, The combination is a winner for retailers and restaurants. Then you have Steve Montgomery, President, B2B Solutions, LLC. Where have we heard this before? The underlying issue is that employees are seen as an expense rather than an asset. Assets are something you invest in, and expenses are something you control. Assets are maintained, which in terms of employees means you continue to provide training and education. This includes in areas beyond the task they have to perform. Then we have Ron Margulis, Managing Director at Ram Communications. I had a long conversation about this topic with another rider at Grocery Shop this week, and the starkest disparity we could think of is the training of employees at Wegmans and Walmart. Wegmans associates are chipper, engaged, passionate, and educated on product and the store. Walmart associates, well, they're not. Wegsman's send store employees to symposiums on things like olive oil on cooking seafood. Walmart, not so much. Wegman's encourages and rewards input on product assortment and merchandising from staff members. Walmart may do a little of this, but almost all direction for the store comes from Bentonville. I understand the scale of the two enterprises is da- drastically different, but that shouldn't mean Walmart can't try to improve the way associates are trained and engaged. And then we have Georgian Bender, Principal Kaiser and Bender speaking. What advice do I have for improving the effectiveness of retail training? How about actually doing it? Retail has spent so much time talking about online and BOPIS and AI and whatever happens to be this week's buzzword that we forget to focus on a critical element of the in-store experience, the frontline employee. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And, you know, it's one of those deals where there's a problem. There's a problem. So let's take a look at the chat real quick. Mad Dog says, training programs suck because they aren't real-life training. Oh, yeah, you will do this, but I. (laughs) Um, Training mode, it won't work. What the hell good does that do? Yep. 
Joey K says, I assume all retail stores do the old hire 1,000 people right before the holidays and hope 0.1% of them are decent, maneuver so that there's no time to actually train anyone. Yep. Uh, Mad Dog says, training doesn't cover outdated shit. Um, Hero says, at the very least, could they agree to at least train the trainers of the trainees? Yeah. Mad Dog says, you get a checklist and a video list and send them on their way. So, yeah, that's... uh something else and you know kind of just letting you guys know my experience and and some of the training programs i've been through first of all and i'm gonna say this and and i'm I'm not saying it because i'm biased best training program ever had was at guitar center it's not like that now (laughs) it's not even close but back then it 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 was superior to anything else i've ever been part of you know, if you if you look at a music instrument store, you had guitars, basses, you know, pro audio, recording, all this stuff. You you had modules that you had to go through and you had tests that you had to take to get certified. And until you were certified in certain things, you weren't allowed to sell those things and therefore you made less money. And it was it was pretty thorough. And we had product specialists that came by that would, you know, teach us stuff that, you know, we needed to know or, you know, sales chops and, and whatnot. And it was great. But then you take something like Kmart. When I went to work for Kmart, I started the day after Black Friday. They locked me in a little room with a computer for like three or four days straight. I was in there for eight to 12 hours. They didn't even know I was there. I'd get done with my training and go to leave for the day. And they're like, "Where? we didn't know you were here. Nobody had a clue. And, and, and it was just asinine. I mean, it was horrible training. Um, it was the kind of training that you do get bored and you kind of go through. And if you've got management experience and you've done it, you know, for a long time, a lot of the stuff you're just repeating. Now, management training is one thing, but new frontline associates, totally, totally different. And, you know, especially in like dollar stores where payrolls at a minimum, you know, the average training was, you know, you had this little computer system people would go do and they would just rush through it and get done. You know, you're allowed to retake it however many times you have to, to to pass, and people are memorizing the answers and just, you know, cruising through till they can hit the floor. You know, if you got a cashier, you stuck them with one of your cashiers for a day or two, then you cut them loose. That was it. You're on your own. And, you know, the culture for the company was, you know, they'd tell you, hey, you know, train, 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 but quietly, you know, be like, you just need to get a moving. You know, you, you've got a store to run. You're not allowed to invest in your people like you should, even if you wanted to, because the demands are so high on a staff that's so small. And, you know, it's, you're setting people up for failure. I mean, I don't buy into this whole rah-rah attitude that employees have to be engaged in, in, in all that rainbows and unicorn bullshit that they try to sell you. You know, the reality is most people are there to get a paycheck and they want to know enough to be able to do the job and do the job well enough to not get fired. There isn't a whole bunch of this, you know, pom-poms and, and cheering for the company you're working for. They Most people just want to know what they need to do, how to do it correctly so they don't get in trouble and keep it moving. And most companies, especially now, do a terrible job of that. Terrible. You know, you got short staff stores. Corporate isn't doing anything to support these stores. And you really don't have in a lot of instances the time to have somebody sitting at a computer for hours. You need them, you know, doing real-life tasks, real-life things. And once again, it's a a symptom of a problem that comes from the top. You know, there's a lot of managers who skirt around the training out of necessity. (laughs) You know, it's it's like, you know, let's say you're in a dollar store, for instance, and, you know, you've got one manager and assistant manager – And you don't have any, like, hourly key carriers. And you and your assistant are working, like, 80 billion hours a week. You get somebody in there just so you can get a break. You know, you're giving them the express run on on how to close the building and and basically just lock the door and make sure the money's all right so you can get a breather. And, you know, that's because of the culture of the companies involved. It's just terrible. Uh, Like Hero said, you know, Dollar Tree, here's your code to sign on. That's the register. And here's a box knife. Yes. But, you know, if you go back to looking at, like, um, what Hero brought up about, you know, barcodes, you know, you're, you're hiring a stock crew. 
you, you they've got to know where stuff goes. And if you're, and, and that's the other thing, if you're, unfortunately, there's a lot of managers out there who will throw people to the wolves. A DM will come in, the visit will be terrible, and they'll throw the new employee under the bus knowing good and damn well they didn't teach them what they needed to teach them. And that, and that's wrong. I mean, you, you just can't do that. <clears throat> so, you know, training's been lacking long before the pandemic. Okay. This is a, this isn't a new problem. And, you know, I don't understand how they fix it. And you know what? It being electronic is not the answer. I mean, you've got these companies like Exonify and all these other different trainee, you know, training software companies. They're in it to get their product in the store and get paid. They don't give a flying fuck how you use it, if you use it right or if it's effective. <clears throat> and, you know, to me, sitting somebody in front of a computer screen for eight hours is not as valuable as having them on the sales floor, you know, working with somebody. It's just not. You know, it's it's just like saying, okay, I play Call of Duty like hundreds of hours, and I'm great at it. That, But you know what? If I hit the battlefield in real life, I'm going to suck. That game ain't going to help me none at all, right? <clears throat> so, you know, I, I really wish we'd kind of get away from the technology aspect of it, and it, I know that's a big thing coming from me. But um, on-the-job training is important. And, you know, that's kind of why, you know, I – named the episode ghosting of frontline employees because it is ghosting it really is you know what happens is you give them just enough to make them function and you ghost them and, and you don't give them anything else and if something goes wrong you yell at them you know why, why did you and you know and a lot of younger folk are going to sit there and take it and not have the balls to say well you didn't train me you know it, it's it's terrible um, Joey K says it's an entire genre of joke to training is nothing like the actual job. And it's, and it's true. It's not because none of the online trainings give you the real world shitty customer experiences you have to deal with. You know, there, there's no conflict resolution. I mean, it, it's, it's the, the biggest bunch of bullshit and God, if, if companies would quit spending money on electronic training and invest in their people, and invest in their stores, I think the results would be far better. Hero says, I hear complaints about, quote, unquote, this generation, but the people who I have taken aside to say, hey, do you know blank, have been like, thanks, and asked for follow-up questions. That's the frightening part, is when you grab somebody who may have been there a while, and, and that's why I asked the initial question on Twitter, you know, the most basic functions. You know, like counting, counting back change. You know, it, it's it, when we come through two and a half years plus of hearing nobody wants to work. Well, how many people want to work if they can't be shown how to fucking do it right? You know, it, it's it's terrible. And, you know, if it was me or if, if you're a physically active person, let's say you're going to work in retail because you've heard that you're always on your feet and you're moving and whatnot. The, the, the worst thing they can do is sit you in front of a computer for eight hours a day for a week. And training manuals, oh, my God, training manuals are bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it, it's <clears throat> when, um, it, it, oh, yeah, that's another one, too, the fuck today. At the decor store, all they cared about was did you log in on a daily basis. They didn't care if you passed the training or not. They just wanted, you know, somebody at corporate was making sure everybody logged in just to justify the cost of this ridiculous training program. Or let, let's also talk about managers out there that I've worked with in the past that I know for a fact when like monthly training would come up, they'd log in. They had access to all their employees' numbers because, I mean, they're, they're the manager. They would log in under people's credentials and mark training done that the, 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 Employee never fucking saw. <clears throat> I mean, and, and that shit's rampant across the industry. And it comes down to time constraints. And it comes down to managers are like, we just don't have time to do this right now. And nobody checks up on it. You know, it's all about the software is getting used and blah, blah, blah. And, no, and, and some companies, you know, God forbid, if somebody actually walked in 
from corporate, like just pick a random store and go to and ask them about the last training program that you were supposed to go through. Boy, they're going to be some store managers with their asses in a sling real fucking fast because most companies consider that, you know, falsification of company documentation if you're doing somebody's training for them. You're, you're cheating the system. But that is, that's been rampant for decades. I mean, in, it, just like game systems and, and PCs, everything can be hacked. There's a way around. And these managers figured out, well, shit, if I got everybody's, you know, passcode and everything, I can just mark them off as done and I, I stay off somebody's list. And so your, your, your people aren't getting trained properly. And that's something none of the articles I found that, that actually acknowledges that. I guess it's like taboo to talk about because it happens. It so fucking happens. Um, here I says, I think on the job training is very helpful, but that's not the same as just hear, do and learn until you make a mistake. Someone notices. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta, there's gotta be a balance because, you know, on the job training is you, you can't babysit somebody all day. That's why you have to break it in small pieces. And, and you know what, if you're going to train somebody on something one day, then the rest of their shift, that's all they do. You know, the next day you kind of broaden it and they do something else. The next day you cover something else and, and you, you have them do it in real time. Don't sit them in front of a fucking computer. They're going to be sitting there on their phone, bored out of their mind, you know, and, and there's some people be like, okay, you're going to sit me in here. I'm, I'm just going to sit in this room for however long the whole shift to get paid. You know, it, it's, it's awful. And, you know, to hear all these corporate, you know, talking heads talking about how nobody wants to work and there's all this turnover and it's all the employee's fault. Nobody wants to take any accountability for making sure people are getting the training that they need. And then again, too, you may hire somebody for a position. You may train them and they may suck at it. Well, instead of getting rid of them, find something they're good at and train them in that. You know, it's, it's amazing to me the amount of managers out there who skirt the training programs and don't invest in their people. And I understand why a lot of it is, you know, you're under a lot of pressure. You, you, their job may be in jeopardy and they're just trying to plug holes. You know, I guess you could say uh, retail training is kind of like flex tape. You know, the, the, the bottle, the big bottle of water is busted open. And the only thing you do is like put a piece of flex tape on it to stop it. That's, that's all it is. Yeah, Hero says, your store has 100 employees, and they all made 100 on their training in five minutes. But see, they don't track that. They, they, they don't. They, they track engagement. They're not looking at, like, the time frames. They're not looking at, wow, you know, you mean to tell me 150 employees did all their training from, like, 8 a.m. to 8.30? They only have, like, two computers? That, that's not possible. Nobody's looking at that at all. But, you know, some of my other training situations, I mean, there are a lot of places, you know, if you're, a, if you're a store manager and you're going to another company, obviously they expect you have a certain amount of knowledge with you that they can kind of cut you loose early to, to start getting their money's worth out of you. But there's little nuances to, to every different kind of business that, that you may miss. And all of a sudden, you know, you're a new store manager. Your DM comes in and rakes you over the coals. And you're like, well, nobody ever fucking showed me that shit. And then you, then all of a sudden you have a hostile situation. That's another thing, lack of training. All of a sudden, a relationship you should be building with your supervisor is fractured and damaged because there's immediate conflict because somebody didn't do their due diligence to make sure you knew the things that you needed to know in order to please you know, the DM <clears throat> and, you know, uh, the decor store, it was interesting because, you know, I went in as basically an assistant manager, uh, the store manager turned in their notice, um, talked real good to, uh, to the DM about me. Um, I had three phone interviews and all of a sudden they, they, okay, you're the store manager. You're the guy. I hadn't even seen the district manager yet. Hadn't even met him face-to-face -face at all. And I'm telling you, that DM, he was about as bright as a busted light bulb. And somebody took his word for it. 
yeah, okay. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand that. That was the craziest thing I've ever been part of. You know, I wouldn't have been mad if they didn't promote me. I wouldn't have cared. <clears throat> but, you know, here, you're the guy. Oh, okay. Well, I've only been here like six weeks. Oh, that's enough training. Okay, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm in a store the size of Walmart, and I only have 25 people, and, and this is supposed to work this way, and the store is a mess. But Oh, no, you got it. You're good. You got a lot of experience. Okay, thanks. That's kind of how that went, and um, it was terrible. Uh, other stores, as far as training goes, um, <clears throat> uh, let me think. CVS's training was shit. Um, I had to work in another a training store. Actually, theirs wasn't as bad. Um, and then, let's see. Um, Hobby Lobby's training. Hobby Lobby, there wasn't really anything other than on-the-job training. It, you really were at the mercy of the um, experience you brought with you and the store manager you were working for. There wasn't a training program per se. If you came with a background that was pretty solid, you'd survive. The newer people I saw come in that did not have a background, they didn't make it long. Um, and they were, you know, Hobby Lobby was pretty upfront about how you, you got to do a lot of learning on your own. So there, there, there was no bullshit with them. It wasn't like, you know, oh, you're going to go through this great training program. Blah, blah. No, they, they were like, we expect you to hit the ground running. And at least they were honest about it, right? Um. Mad Dog says, I got moved out in two. I got moved out in two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mad Dog gets moved from the store that I was at. She gets moved out in like two months, two weeks, something later. The manager gives her notice. And Mad Dog was there before me. I mean, you know, and, and had the experience. Um, and he, that just shows how it was. And, and Mad Dog's you know, situation, uh, she'll, she'll agree with this. They moved her because they thought they were just transferring a problem at that point. Correct. Mad dog. They were just trying to get you out of their hair, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, and, but the training thing is it's, it's serious. Either go all in on making sure the training is good or just get rid of it. Be honest. Kind of like Hobby Lobby was. And just be like, we expect you to hit the ground running. We hired you because you've got this background. Yes, ask questions and whatnot, but this is this is the expectation. We expect you, you know, in roughly 30, 60, 90 days to be able to know what you're doing. Be honest about it. And for God's sakes, retail corporations, quit wasting money in these fucking Exonify um compass all this other like online bullshit it's not doing you any good at all <clears throat> i mean you is known fact there's people out there that test poorly they, they they can retain knowledge and whatnot but you give them a test and they, and they fail that's that's a real thing how many employees are you passing up because you put them in front of a computer they've retained the knowledge but they fail whatever quizzes are like, oh well you're not gonna work out that's some bullshit let them show you, show you what they can do. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's irritating and it's a shame, especially younger kids. I mean, you get into some situations where, you know, people are hiring high school kids as part-time it, you know, give them some skills. Don't give them a shopping cart full of like go backs you know, in a store like Walmart where you've got general merchandise, you've got clothing, you've got all the, and, and be like, go put this stuff back. And you've never taught them how to read a code. That, I mean, no wonder a bunch of the quote unquote younger generation that everybody complains about bolt because I think they're starting to have enough common sense that they're not getting invested in. So why should they invest back? They're not getting shown anything. Then they're getting yelled at because they're doing something wrong and nobody ever told them about. Well, fuck, I'd leave too. Mm. Now, th this is going to go up the rung a little bit, so this isn't going to be like frontline employees. Scheduling your staff to the store needs. That's a management function, all right? Uh, I was always taught we work 
and we schedule for the needs of the business, not the needs of the people. And, and that's a terrible thing. I, I get that. But there are certain things that you, 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 you have to do. You know, let's say, for instance, uh, we'll just use Best Buy, the Geek Squad. Say the Geek Squad doesn't open or show up till 10 o'clock, but they schedule somebody from Geek Squad at 8, and they have no customers. And there's no work to do if that's all they do. Or, you know, things like that. Or making sure you have enough closing coverage. You know, there's a lot of people who sure want early morning hours. Well, maybe the business doesn't sustain that. You know, people have to be flexible. You know, there's got to be some trade-offs. And it's just one of those things where a lot of managers long-term have their favorites, have people. There's no accountability, you know, Um, and they schedule around people's needs, which from time to time is okay. I'm not not saying that's something you shouldn't do, but from a business standpoint, there's a lot of scheduling that goes on that makes no sense. You know, if you run, you know, uh, a store that has like, the vital departments that the biggest days of the week are the weekends and your department managers aren't there for the weekend. That, that, that's, that's a problem. They should be. I'm not saying they should work every one. Maybe, maybe they, they work one off one, work one off one, rotate. But when you have your leaders of major departments, not there on the busiest days of the week or the days that their trucks come, that's a problem. That's just bad business, man. That That's not picking on anybody. <clears throat> that's not saying somebody sucks. That's just totally anti what we're taught. You know, you schedule for the needs of the business. And if you've got your most talented people in these positions, but they're not there when you need them the most, that's a uh, suspect. Um, Mad Dog says, was told on call yesterday that the day after Christmas, payroll will plummet and we will have to use to PTO hours to give hours to the store, not this manager. Well, you know, Mad Dog, you jump back in it. <clears throat> this should not be a surprise to you, and it's going to be that way industry-wide. You know, everybody wants to harp on employees and the great resignation or whatnot. I want to see how they try to spin this shit come January when retailers start laying people and cut, laying people off in droves and cutting hours. I want, I want to see how they're going to spin it because we all know after Christmas, business tanks. And when business tanks, what do you do? Well, the first thing you cut is people. Why? Because, quote, unquote, they're a controllable expense. You don't give a fuck about the people. You don't care if they need the money. You don't care what their financial situation is, anything. Oh, bye. Sorry, you're working 30 hours a week, and we kind of promised you that you, that's what we schedule. Well, you know, sales are down. It's just this type of year, and, and you know, you, you should understand. You've been working in retail a long time. This happens, and, yeah, that doesn't pay somebody's fucking light bill. I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, Hybrid, same. Do not miss it. Do not miss it at all. Uh, Mad Dog says, I'm not using my PTO to give hours to associates and still have to work. I'm not cutting anyone. I didn't go hire crazy. That's smart. Um, Hero says, like a certain craft store where a certain department manager was magically off every truck day. Hmm. Yeah. That's how that stuff goes. Doesn't it? All right, so we're sitting at about 10 till, and that is the time where we get into the question of the week, which does tie into this. So here's what we got. I asked, getting early jump for next Wednesday, the topic, training, a.k.a. employee, quote-unquote, ghosting. What has been your worst training or lack of experience in the retail, grocery, or restaurant industry? Hybrid Hooligan says, Office Max just made me use a toothbrush to clean the label strips of the store. I was hired to unload and stock freight. Yep, that tracks. Then Fluffy, retail pharmacy is notorious for not training pharmacists. The training is working with another pharmacist for a week while they are trying to do their job so you feel in the way. Then they throw you in a busy store by yourself. You either sink or swim. Welcome to the majors. Now, guys, think about how frightening that is. That's a pharmacist. 
Think about that, right? Then just Vicky, two popped to mind. One, first night working as a clerk, one employee there for all of 10 minutes to show me where the back room and bathroom are, then on my own with no effing clue what I should be doing. Two, when I was promoted to department head, I got exactly five hours of training from the old lead. My company is firmly in the quote-unquote, you'll figure it out school of training. And then mail, store nightmares. And my storage job, I was supposed to have a week of virtual training and three days in-person training. My in-person trainer called in for two of those days, and then I was basically by myself for the next nine months aside from the store manager, who I often had to train on things myself. Horrible. So, yeah. It's rough out there. Absolutely rough out there. So what I'm going to do here real quick, let me look over here and see if I had any more responses come in because I don't want anybody to get missed. Uh, GM Rain said, anyone working with the public deserves safety and respect. The apathetic acceptance, toxic, and abusive customers is not good for the business, not for employees, and not for other customers either. Correct. Absolutely correct. So, but yeah training there's not a lot of it out there and um it's a shame and if you really started to dig into it the arguments about the generational you know gap and people not wanting to work and things like that really and truly if you really got into the training part of it you'd find out that it's the corporations that are at fault and the managers that are at fault um and the managers are usually at fault because of the corporations because of, you know, the deck being stacked against them and whatnot. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's a thing. I mean, it really is. And I've done it, you know. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. I mean, you, you the culture becomes that. You kind of have secret conversations and where your DM kind of just kind of tells you, well, you know, they really should go through this training, but if you need them to do such and such, let, let, let's get them on that. I mean, we, 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 we need the body on the floor. And, and it happens. And, um... It's it's terrible, uh, and I think it does a really an injustice to to the younger folks. It really does. You know, you'll get somebody come in. You have somebody young, especially if they're like a cashier or not. Th- th- those are the ones that get like berated. Do you not know what you're doing? You're wasting. I mean, it just you know, those are the ones that aren't trained well enough to even understand what a hostile customer is, and wind up running the back room in tears because somebody cussed them out or some shit. I mean, and and that's another thing. I mean, you know, it's employees are more than a controllable expense. And even the the professionals that, that, you know, own retail wire that were responding, you know, made the point to say that these companies will throw money at anything that will reduce headcount. So maybe just maybe the training's not an issue. Maybe it's just how the business is ran. And um, training gets a bad rap because, I mean, look, I, don't fool yourself. There's not a business out there. If they came up with robots that could walk and talk and stock and all that other shit, they'd replace every human in that building because they'd have that one expense to pay that shit off and, and, and it'd pay for itself. You know, these corporations, if they could replace humans, they would do it in a heartbeat. God forbid they figure out some sort of robot that can stock, and boy, it's over. It is over. You know, and it's, and technically they can have like robots at checkouts that look like a robot that are just holding a scan gun, and you know, the customer would go through and, like, put that barcode in front of the robot scanner, not realizing that they're really doing self-checkout. But I could promise you they wouldn't complain about that. And I don't give a shit what anybody says about self-checkout. These people that go on and on about how, you know, it's costing people jobs, I still stand, you know, firm in my belief. They're just mad that's less people for them to yell at. So, pretty quick one tonight. Um, audio will be up here in a little bit. Uh, I will let everybody know that next week, if you haven't seen, the topic's 
bonuses. And it's not what you think. You know, there's a lot of managers that get really big bonuses out there. But you've got employees that are struggling, that can't get a raise, you know, that are making minimum wage or whatnot. And it's those people who make those bonuses possible. And they won't see a dime. So we're going to dive into that next week. Um, If you work at one of those kind of places um, and it irritates you, please come join the chat. Once again, if you have not subscribed on YouTube, please do so. If you listen to the podcast on Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts or whatnot, please leave a review, leave some comments or whatnot, leave some feedback. Uh, You know, I'm a better writer than I am public speaker, but this is what we got right now. Um, Also, too, I kind of mentioned it last episode, I think. I did purchase the retailwarzone.com in 2023. I hope to roll out some sort of website for it. Um, I've enlisted some folks to kind of figure out how we would want it to be. Um, It's not going to be just, you know, the podcast. You know, it's not going to be that kind of thing. We're going to try to aggregate you know, just like we do with the headlines here, have all that stuff in one place. So you guys could, you know, you go to the retail wars on what.com and you see what's happening in the retail service industry and all that without having to go searching for it. So if you're familiar with the drudge report, I'd kind of like for the front page of the retail wars on.com to be kind of like that to where you'd have, you know, different topical articles that, you know, you could see. And yes, there'll be a merch store as well. I'm I'm really in January. I really want to take a look at the merch aspect of it because I mean it. The prices are really too high. <clears throat> I mean, and and it will not allow you to sell something with zero profit. So you know, I'm kind of waiting for some more uh, competitors on the scene to kind of get that squared away. And once I get you know um, web hosting and all that stuff done, I can actually integrate a store to the website which may give me the option to use a different, you know, print-on-demand manufacturer uh, that's better quality and lower cost. So one of those kind of things. So if you guys are interested in, in, you know, helping out as far as letting us know what you'd like to see on the website and things like that, you know, please let me know on Twitter, send me a message or whatnot, because it's not just, you know, my website. It's kind of like our website i do want to have like op-eds and things like that like have iris do articles and and you know all that kind of stuff make it as legit as possible but having said that everybody have a great evening uh be ready to be pissed off next week when we talk about bonuses because i've got some digging to do but when you start seeing figures and stuff you're gonna be a little angry but anyway everybody have a great night and we will see you next time